0: Section six of Eugene Onegin by Alexander Pushkin. Translated by Henry Spaulding. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A recording by Marianne. Canto the Third. The Country Damsel. Part two. Twenty two. I have known beauties cold and raw as winter in their purity, striking the intellect with awe by dull insensibility. And I admired their common sense and natural benevolence, But, I acknowledge, from them fled. For on their brows I trembling read The inscription o'er the gates of hell, Abandon hope for ever here. Love to inspire doth woe appear to such, Delightful to repel. Perchance upon the Neva e'en Similar dames you may have seen. Twenty three amid submissive herds of men virgins miraculous i see who selfishly unmoved remain alike by sighs and flattery but what astonished do i find when harsher demeanor hath consigned a timid love to banishment on fresh allurements they are bent at least by show of sympathy at least their accents and their words appear attuned to softer chords And then with blind credulity the youthful lover once again pursues phantasmagoria vain. Twenty four. Why is Tatiana guiltier deemed? Because in singleness of thought she never of deception dreamed, but trusted the ideal she wrought? Because her passion wanted art, obeyed the impulses of heart? Because she was so innocent that heaven her character had blent with an imagination wild, with intellect and strong volition, and a determined disposition, an ardent heart, and yet so mild? Doth love's incautiousness in her so irremissible appear? twenty five O O ye, whom tender love hath pained with the ken of parents both! WHOSE HEARTS RESPONSIVE HAVE REMAINED, TO THE IMPRESSIONS OF OUR YOUTH, THE ALL-ENTRANCING JOYS OF LOVE. YOUNG LADIES, IF YE EVER STROVE THE MYSTIC LINES TO TEAR AWAY A LOVER'S LETTER MIGHT CONVEY, OR INTO BOLD HANDS ANXIOUSLY HAVE e'er A PRECIOUS TRESS CONSIGNED, OR EVEN, SILENT AND RESIGNED, WHEN SEPARATION'S HOUR DREW NIGH, HAVE FELT LOVE'S AGITATED KISS WITH TEARS, Confused emotions, bliss. twenty six. With unanimity complete, condemn not weak Tatiana mine, do not cold bloodedly repeat the sneers of critics superfine, and you, O maids immaculate, whom vice, if named, doth agitate e'en as the presence of a snake. I the same admonition make. Who knows? With love's consuming flame perchance you also soon may burn. Then to some gallant in your turn will be ascribed by treacherous fame the triumph of a conquest new. The God of love is after you. 27. A coquette loves by calculation tatiana's love was quite sincere a love which knew no limitation even as the love of children dear she did not think procrastination enhances love and estimation and thus secures the prey we seek his vanity first let us pique with hope and then perplexity excruciate the heart and late with jealous fire resuscitate lest jaded with satiety The artful prisoner should seek incessantly his chains to break 28 i still a complication view my country's honor and repute demands that i translate for you the letter which tatiana wrote at russ she was by no means clever and read our newspapers scarce ever and in her native language she possessed nor ease nor fluency so she in french herself expressed i cannot help it i declare though hitherto a lady ne'er in Russ her love made manifest and never hath our language proud in correspondence been allowed 29 they wish that ladies should i hear learn russian but the lord defend i can't conceive a little dear with the well-wisher in her hand i ask all ye who poets are is it not true the objects fair to whom ye for unnumbered crimes had to compose in secret rhymes to whom your hearts were consecrate did they not all the russian tongue with little knowledge and that wrong in charming fashion mutilate did not their lips with foreign speech the native russian tongue impeach 30 God grant I meet not at a ball, or on a promenade, mayhap, a schoolmaster in yellow shawl, or a professor in tool-cap, as rosy lips without a smile, the Russian language I deem vile without grammatical mistakes. May be, and this my terror wakes, the fair of the next generation, as every journal now entreats, will teach grammatical conceits, introduce verse in conversation, but i what is all this to me will to the old times faithful be 31 speech careless incorrect but soft with inexact pronunciation raises within my breast as oft as formerly much agitation repentance wields now not her spell and galactisms i love as well as the sins of my youthful days or Bogdanovitch's sweet lays, but I must now employ my muse with the epistle of my fair. I promised, did I so? Well, there. Now I am ready to refuse. I know that Parney's tender pen is no more cherished amongst men. Thirty-two. Bard of the feasts, a mournful breast if thou wert sitting by my side with this immoderate request i should alarm our friendship tried in one of thine enchanting lays to russify the foreign phrase of my impassioned heroine where art thou come pretensions mine i yield with a low reverence but lonely beneath finnish skies where melancholy rocks arise he wanders in his indolence careless of fame his spirit high hears not my importunity Thirty three. Tatiana's letter I possess. I guard it as a holy thing, and though I read it with distress, I'm o'er it ever pondering. Inspired by whom this tenderness, this gentle daring, who could guess? Who this soft nonsense could impart, imprudent prattle of the heart, attractive in its banefulness? I cannot understand, but lo. A feeble version, read below, a print without a picture's grace, or, as it were, the Schultze's score strummed by a timid schoolgirl, or. Tatiana's Letter to Anigen I write you, is more required, can lower depths beyond remain. Tis in your power now, if desired, to crush me with a just disdain. BUT IF MY LOT UNFORTUNATE, YOU IN THE LEAST COMMISERATE, YOU WILL NOT ALL ABANDON ME. AT FIRST I CLUNG TO SECRECY. BELIEVE ME, OF MY PRESENT SHAME YOU NEVER WOULD HAVE HEARD THE NAME, IF THE FOND HOPE I COULD HAVE FANNED AT TIMES, IF ONLY ONCE A WEEK, TO SEE YOU BY OUR fireside STAND, TO LISTEN TO THE WORDS YOU SPEAK, TO ADDRESS TO YOU ONE SINGLE PHRASE, AND THEN TO MEDITATE FOR DAYS OF ONE THING TILL AGAIN WE MET. To SAID YOU ARE MISANTHROPE, IN COUNTRY SOLITUDE YOU MOPE, AND WE, AN UNATTRACTIVE SET, CAN HEARTY WELCOME GIVE ALONE. WHY DID YOU VISIT OUR POOR PLACE, FORGOTTEN IN THE VILLAGE LONE? I NEVER SHOULD HAVE SEEN YOUR FACE, AND BITTER TORMENT NEVER KNOWN the untutored spirit's pangs calmed down by time who can anticipate i had found my predestinate become a faithful wife and e'en a fond and careful mother been another to none other i my heart's allegiance can resign my doom has been pronounced on high tis heaven's will and i am thine the sum of my existence gone but promise of our meeting gave I feel thou wast by God sent down my guardian angel to the grave. Thou didst to me in dreams appear, Unseen thou wast already dear. Thine eyes subdued me with strange glance. I heard thy voice's resonance long ago. Dream it cannot be. Scarce hadst thou entered thee I knew. I flushed up, stupefied I grew, And cried within myself, 'Tis he!' is it not truth? In tones suppressed with thee I conversed when I bore comfort and succour to the poor, and when I prayer to heaven addressed to ease the anguish of my breast. Nay, even as this instant fled, was it not thou, O vision bright, that glimmered through the radiant night, and gently hovered over my head? Was it not thou who thus didst stoop to whisper comfort? love and hope who art thou guardian angel sent or torturer malevolent doubt and uncertainty decide all this may be an empty dream delusions of a mind untried providence otherwise may deem then be it so my destiny from henceforth i confide to thee though at thy feet my tears i pour and thy protection i implore Imagine. Here alone am I. No one my anguish comprehends. At times my reason almost bends. And silently here I must die. But I await thee. Scarce alive my heart with but one look revive, Or to disturb my dream's approach, Alas, with merited reproach. Tis finished. Horrible to read. With shame I shudder and with dread, but boldly I myself resign. Thine honour is my countersign. 34. Tatiana moans, and now she sighs, and in her grasp the letter shakes. Even the rosy wafer dries upon her tongue, which fever breaks. Her head upon the breast declines, and an enchanting shoulder shines from her half open vest of night. But lo! Already the moon's light is waning. Yonder valley deep looms grey behind the mist, and morn silvers the brook. The shepherd's horn arouses rustics from their sleep. Tis day, the family downstairs, but not for this Tatiana cares. 35 The break of day she doth not see, but sits in bed with air depressed nor on the letter, yet, hath she the image of her seal impressed. But gray Philippevna the door opened with care, and entering bore a cup of tea upon a tray. Tis time, my child, arise, I pray. My beauty, thou art ready too, my morning birdie. Yesternight I was half silly with affright, but praised be God, in health art thou. The pains of night have wholly fled, thy cheek is as a poppy red. 36. Ah, nurse, a favor do for me. Command me, darling, what you choose. Do not... You might... Suspicious be. But look, you... Ah, do not refuse. I call to witness God on high. Then send your grandson quietly to take this letter to, O. Well unto our neighbor mind you tell command him not to say a word i mean my name not to repeat to whom is it to go my sweet of late i have been quite absurd so many neighbors here exist am i to go through the whole list 37 how dull you are this morning nurse my darling growing old am i In age the memory gets worse, But I was sharp in times gone by. In times gone by thy bare command, oh, nurse, nurse, you don't understand. What is thy cleverness to me? The letter is the thing, you see, Onegin's letter. Ah, the thing! Now don't be cross with me, my soul. You know that I am now a fool. But why are your cheeks whitening? Nothing, good nurse, there's nothing wrong, but send your grandson before long. 38. No answer all that day was born. Another passed, twas just the same. Pale as a ghost and dressed since morn, Tatiana waits. No answer came. Olga's admirer came that day. Tell me, why doth your comrade stay? The hostess doth interrogate he hath neglected us of late. Tatiana blushed, her heart beat quick. He promised here this day to ride. Lensky unto the dame replied, The post hath kept him, it is like. Shame-faced, Tatiana downward looked, as if he cruelly had joked. 39. Twas dusk. Upon the table bright, shrill sang the samovar at eve. The china teapot too, ye might in clouds of steam above perceive, into the cups already sped by Olga's hand distributed the fragrant tea in darkling stream, and a boy handed round the cream. Tanya doth by the casement linger and breathe upon the chilly glass, dreaming of what not, pretty lass, and traces with a slender finger upon its damp opacity the mystic monogram, O E. 40. In the meantime her spirit sinks. Her weary eyes are filled with tears. A horse's hoofs she hears. She shrinks. Near they come. Eugene appears. Ah, then a specter from the dead more swift the room Tatiana fled, from hall to yard and garden flies, not daring to cast back her eyes. She fears, and like an arrow rushes through park and meadow, wood and brake, the bridge and alley to the lake. Bramble she snaps and lilacs crushes, the flower-beds skirts, the brook doth meet, till out of breath upon a seat. 41. She sank. He's here! Eugene is here! Merciful God, what will he deem? Yet still her heart, which torments tear, Guards fondly hope's uncertain dream. She waits, on fire her trembling frame. Will he pursue? But no one came. She heard of servant maids the note, who in the orchards gathered fruit, singing in chorus all the while. This by command, for it was found, however cherries might abound, they disappeared by stealth and guile. So mouths they stopped with song, not fruit, the vice of rural minds acute. The maiden's song. Young maidens, fair maidens, friends and companions, disport yourselves, maidens, arouse yourselves, fair ones, come sing we in chorus the secrets of maidens, allure the young gallant with dance and with song, as we lure the young gallant espy him approaching disperse yourselves darlings and pelt him with cherries with cherries red currants with raspberries cherries approach not to hearken to secrets of virgins approach not to gaze at the frolics of maidens 42 they sang whilst negligently seated attentive to the echoing sound Tatiana, with impatience waited until her heart less high should bound till the fire in her cheek decreased but tremor still her frame possessed nor did her blushes fade away more crimson every moment they thus shines the wretched butterfly with iridescent wing doth flap when captured in a schoolboy's cap thus shakes the hair when suddenly she from the winter corn espies a sportsman Who in covert lies forty three but finally she heaves a sigh and rising from her bench proceeds but scarce had turned the corner nigh which to the neighbouring alley leads when eugene like a ghost did rise before her straight with roguish eyes tatiana faltered and became scarlet as burnt by inward flame but this adventure's consequence to-day My friends, at any rate, I am not strong enough to state. I, after so much eloquence, must take a walk and rest a bit. Some day I'll somehow finish it. End of canto the third.